This episode contains content which might be harmful or traumatizing. Please feel free to step away and take a moment to yourself. If you have experienced domestic or intimate partner violence, you can call the National Domestic Violence Hotline on 1-800-799-7233. If you have experienced sexual abuse, call the free confidential National Sexual Assault Hotline at 1-800-656-HOPE or 4673 or access the website 24-7. I'll link that in the description below. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Hash It Out Podcast. Thank you for joining us today and I'm looking forward to discussing today's topic. We will be discussing healthy relationships as it is the month of love. What does a healthy relationship look like? What does an unhealthy relationship look like? How to identify online impact and warning signs. Our conversation doesn't limit to a partner-to-partner relationship, but includes friends and family relations. Today, I'm joined with my co-host, Meha. Meha, how are you doing? How's the semester going for you since we last talked? It's been tough, I would say that. It's been chaotic, and today it's, it's, it's raining quite brutally, and I washed my hair before getting out. But then I realized that my jacket, like I had, when I washed my jacket, I had removed like the top part of it. So like I've forgotten and now my hair is messy. But apart from that. Looks good to me. (laughs) uh, Apart from that, I think everything is, yeah, I mean, it's my last semester. So I'm looking forward to just getting done with everything. But yeah, how about you? How has semester been for you? It's been very busy. I thought my semester, well, my semester, like class schedule, it looks better than last semester, but yet I feel like I'm just as busy or if not busier. So maybe I filled up that time that I used to have lab because I don't have any labs this semester. Mm -hmm. So I guess maybe I filled that up with other things and I'm just really busy. Um, I joined an acapella group on campus. Okay. Yeah. So Is it the one that performed at Regatta? No, it's not the one that we performed at Regatta, but we are performing um, at the Jagathon. Oh, that's nice. So if you um, see us, say hi and everything. Um, I'm a little nervous. You got but, this. <laughs> but I'm excited. It's it, it's cool to join something where you're, you know, you feel that you belong. Of course, I feel that way with social justice scholars as well. Um, but it's just like another way to meet other people and have a, you know, with a common interest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that does sound exciting. Let's get started with today's topic, shall we? Absolutely, let's go. Let's hash it out. Okay, so I think this topic of healthy relationships is important because navigating relationships in general is difficult, and especially in college, um, because you're you're still learning who you are and you're learning about yourself. And I think it's important to understand your boundaries and what is healthy and what's not. According to Healing Abuse Working for Change's website, 21% of college students report having dating violence by a previous partner, which is also considered domestic violence. Why do you think domestic violence is so prevalent in college? And why is it not really spoken about? Because truly, I haven't really heard too many people speak out about this type of domestic violence. Yeah, I think with the relational violence puts sort of everyone at risk it's not only like the physical but also the mental health of students and it's i think sometimes at least coming from indian culture that i do we 
don't like to put or we like to portray out to the society that everything is fine in our household because we don't want someone to um i would say like look into bad eyes like i know for sure that any time when my parents fought like my mom in the end of the day would always try to stay silent because she didn't want the neighbor to know what's going on in the household so it's more about like what would the in in hindi we say log kya kahenge which means like what would people say and i think somewhere down the line like it's at least the society that i come from it's always oh it's shameful for me also like mm. i didn't fight back you know mm-hmm. so i think there's a lot of stigma around this whole topic in order to be aware as well as to voice the trauma that you're going through and i think within when it comes to college students facing domestic violence yes it affects their mental health but at the same time it also affects their future academic success so according to the survivors and the experts like students who have experienced abuse may be so upset or preoccupied that they find it difficult to finish their work concentrate during exams or even show up to class like some people might opt to put off their education or even drop out which would jeopardize their chances of a successful profession or financial future so many suffer from these financial fallouts as well as um, because of failing grades or dropping classes can result in losing their scholarship their financial aid their tuition payments and so on and i think when it comes to healthy relationship like the connections we build with others are so critical to our social emotional and physical health like according to dr barton goldsmith on psychology today interdependence is where two people or both strong people are involved with each other but without sacrificing themselves or compromising their values and you know i think about reading when i read these examples online as well as some of on how college campuses are preventing domestic violence on their campus i think after all love is not a prison you know it's a choice so when you when we do pick a partner we pick a story and we pick their story and that story mm. becomes the life that we live so right a toxic person rarely modifies their conduct you know so frequently their focus and the blame they assign are only on the things that change so it's usually really just a matter of time until your name appears on the list of individuals they want to blame and mainly if it's lengthy you know a relationship like that needs drama um to sort of boost to feel genuine needs to be improved like in chemistry so i think once you start considering uh what you do to make the other person happy you're caught in this like downward cycle where you are sort of co- continuously feeling guilty and you gradually lose yourself while trying to maintain that relationship so i think your emotions vanish and your sense of identity vanishes so like a lot of my friends including the at times me myself like a lot of people by the end of it they're like i don't know who i am you know like you sort of lose a sense of yourself because Absolutely. you're so indulged in trying to make someone else that you forget like your any sense of judgment because you've been man- manipulated so many times so i think like the arch of this is kind of in the end of the day when you're having a unhealthy relationship your life will turn into some sort of a struggle or like an mm. anxious stressful event like you know like i have one of my friends who recently got out of a very toxic relationship like i remember every day she used to live on this like 
you know cliff where she was like mm-hmm. i don't know how he's going to be today like if is he going to there were our days where he used to treat her like an absolute princess love her and the next day he used to like treat her like absolute trash and she's every morning she used to be like i don't know which side of him i'm going to get today and i'm like like and that's the thing because by the end of it like even she, like she used to think we were crazy for telling her like hey you need to like get mm, out yeah. yeah but that's what these relations do to you like they make you sense lose your sense of identity in itself absolutely and you know the sad thing is like the past couple months i've seen um this specific like celebrity couple that they're like one is a hip hop artist and i guess she is too um but yeah i've been seeing the same couple on social media um people saying that these these are couple goals and yet they're like beating on each other like there's videos of them beating up on each other um the girl lost her tooth in one of the wow. situations and then she tried to get a fake tooth and then the boyfriend told her like take that out like i don't want you to have a fake tooth you know basically like stripping her down of her self identity you know what i mean like mm-hmm. her self confidence but the the thing is she used to be a track athlete so she's very athletic and people are posting pictures of what she used to look like when she was a track star and she kind of like you know after she graduated high school she like stopped uh running track and it just shows like how like she does not look healthy right now she mm-hmm. you know obviously has inju- sustained injuries and apparently she's now like having his child and they're still like beating up on each other so it's it goes to show like how sometimes the society uplifts those type of storylines cuz now these blogs and things are putting that story on social media and pumping every time they do something every time they go to jail and come out there's oh and the thing is that the reason why they can't really be charged is cuz they're like doing it to each other yeah. so it's not so when when does domestic violence like it seems like um they don't consider it domestic violence if both of them they call it like a domestic dispute i guess mm-hmm. where both of them are actually abusing each other but they can't get charged and they can't separate like i feel like there should be something to intervene in those situations especially now that there's a child involved but that's neither here nor there and it made me think about if young people are on social media and they're seeing this I hope that they know that this is a sign of domestic abuse and these are some of the signs I wanted to share. So if somebody abandons you in a place where you don't know, kind of mm-hmm. disorienting you, making you feel unsafe, attacks you with weapons. That one you would think it's a given, but a lot of people they can, you know, experience that and not say anything. Um keeps you from eating or sleeping or getting medical care. That's part of that controlling aspect. aspect locks you in and out of your house punches pushes kicks you bites you pulls your hair um keeps close tabs on where you go and who you're with and who you communicate with uh makes you ask for an okay to see family and friends um to try to you know isolate you from the people that you feel safest with um keeps cash and credit cards from you puts you on an allowance and makes you explain every dollar you spend and this is really crazy because a lot of times in these situations 
the person is working, the partner is work, both of the partners could be working and one is controlling all of the finances. Um, steals money from you and your friends, won't let you have any of the basic needs and embarrasses you in front of others, um, making you feel smaller than you are. And domestic violence does not just include physical, it also includes even the mental things that I explained on here and just even emotionally pulling away. And like you said earlier, like treating you well one day and thinking like, wow, this is the best guy ever. And then the next day treating you horribly. And, you know, a lot of times people hang on to the good and think like, oh, but there's, you know, there's a possibility that one day this could be him forever or her forever. Mm -hmm. But, you know, with this, it just keeps that toxic cycle going and going and it feeds um, that person who's toxic and maybe having battles from their own toxic relationships that they've had prior to you. Yeah, I think that one aspect where, you know, we talk about, I feel like it takes a lot of courage to walk out of Mm, relationships, you know. So even when at times where, that's why like I feel with one of, with, with the examples that I've seen, it's, you know, the continuous cycle of fighting and then coming back together and it sort of continues and I feel like it's so draining that it's unable to recognize because you see one day some something is being treated well so you see that as a positive sign you see that as a sign of hope and you know in any situation or even whether it's in an unhealthy relationship whenever someone is I guess in a situation where everything looks wrong even one sign of positivity gives them hope that oh things will get better and I feel like it's it's that human need of like recognizing there is one positive thing happening so maybe there's a chance maybe there's a chance of things getting better and that's like the one thing where if if in a relationship that you have like all this drama which is so consuming and it is so directed at you like this coming going back and forth of like one day everything is nice the next day it's like they just treat you like trash it's so draining and it has it has a cost like it's just completely draining and your energy is depleted when you're in an unhealthy relationship because you know like i've seen my girlfriends like lose weight i've seen my girlfriend mm. starve themselves um i feel like you just want to get away from the from them when you're with them you know like the idea that i wish I was somewhere else and you get uneasy when you do like pull off so the manipulation has consequences like drama encourages more drama and when it's sort of you start to think that this partnership is what you need it's actually that the other person is manipulating you into thinking that you are the only person that because like you said when you're in an unhealthy relationship and when someone is trying to control you the person who's control you always wants to put out an image that they are the only one for you and hence whatever it is for any help whether it's financial um whether it's emotional like they should be the only person you should be seeking out for and i feel that is where the blind spot is created and in the sense that you never really feel liberated you know like you always feel it's difficult to carry on a conversation without bringing up their name like you can't think of anything else like people leave your life invisibly and I feel like with my friends there were at times where some of them or even with myself individually where I felt oh it's nice this person is away I I still have like my partner with me you know like but then I realized 
like if your partner is cutting you off from your friends or cutting you and if those are good friends like before the partner has come in your life you have had healthy relationships with all of these people mm-hmm. and there's something wrong with the person who came after because that's the thing you lose a sense of judgment you lose a sense of like analysis in those situation because you always think that since the so called love which is not really love you perceive yourself as everything is fine you know as long as you have this person behind your back and i feel that you've given up on so many things over the years that you you think that you can't live without them hence like you said that for many of these partners they are reliant on like they are the only ones earning so they're probably reliant on the financial uh, support that these people give them so your life now has a significance as a result of like the sacrifices you have made to maintain that connection with them so i have had like one of my girlfriends she's actually thinking of once she's graduating just like being a housewife which is great if you want to but he wants to do that she doesn't want to do that she wants to like work she wants to work for a non-profit and he's not allowing that and i feel that is really oh. toxic because i feel like that is one way of making someone yeah. feel like oh like i am all that you need you know like th- that is where you start manipulating people into thinking that the other person doesn't really have a sense of identity apart from being my partner so i don't know i feel like you find yourself wondering like who you are without this person and you don't have many answers to that question you know and i feel those are some of the i think self awareness in terms of warning signs that could get ahead with but yeah i think that is what sticks out to me the most whenever i think of these things yeah and to go off of that i feel that you know there is a healthier way like with the money thing mm-hmm. and being a stay at home mom i i've seen on an example on tiktok where the person is um has her partner and her partner works and she stays home with the kids and the she controls the money like she of course he has access to it like he can see it but she um does all the budgeting and pays the bills and she has access to the money which you don't oftentimes see in those power dynamics and that you're right it can make that person feel like they don't have an identity outside of being a mom and a wife and you know you don't when you're at things you can't talk about anything else but your husband and your kids it can be hard um but i think if people are if those women are given the opportunity to if even if they want to be a stay-at-home mom if they want to go out and volunteer if they want to be a part of clubs and organizations they should be able to be a part of that and just don't get lost in a relationship you know regardless of if it's marriage or friendship or anything uh, because that can lead to codependence mm mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think so far we have been discussing relationship or someone's relationship with others, but what about your relationship with yourself, you know? Ooh. We all succumb to like negative behaviors that stunt our development and enjoyment, so our worst, I think we are our worst enemy. Uh, at least I can very much adhere to that because I feel I participate in a lot of negative self-talk and a lot of like self-depreciation. Um, Absolutely. We all possess like the abilities to get rid of this you know this negative pos- mm-hmm. poison and i think it takes a lot of bravery to make a positive connection with ourselves so you may not always look well while your em- emotions are like boiling up but i think accepting yourself begins with facing harsh 
traumas and problems in your own life like shaming yourself for those mistakes won't help us succeed in life and i feel love is kind of accepting the way you are and improving and trying to make a best version of yourself whatever the best version looks for you so i just i think you can't just love the attractive aspects of yourself you also have to love and improve upon the things that you may find ugly about yourself um i think a negative relationship with yourself is indicated by negative self talks and it completely wrecks your life you know the caliber of your life is influenced by self talk and it has impact on your talent on your abilities your relationships and career it creates opportunities or place restrictions so negative self talk prevents you from being happy you um i think everyone has a internal critic but to see it and we do see it as like an unwanted guest who travels in with your thoughts mm. with you so you pay attention to your inner voice merely merely for like a day whether you feel angry or embarrassed like write down your feelings and observations and to work toward a healthy relationship with yourself clearly describe the one that you currently have and like a challenge or an assignment would be to turn that negative speech you use to your advantage you know like for instance oh i can't instead of saying i can't do something like just try to navigate on why you think you can't do something like right. what are the barriers you think and how can you overcome these barriers you know or is it just you're just having like a sense of putting yourself down and there's not much of logical reasoning on why you're saying you can't do something so i think security just doesn't come from like pleasing people it makes you more anxious and that da- da- like dashes your hopes so i think having a sense of um understanding and understanding that yes criticizing yourself is important being self critical is important but finding a fine line between putting yourself down versus criticizing yourself to have a better outcome are two different things absolutely and it's interesting that you bring up self talk because i recently went to a conference and one of the speakers talked about how when we you know observe others we observe their strengths all the time like he gave the example of like when we watched uh, Rihanna at the Super Bowl mm-hmm. and people had a lot to say they had different opinions but let's Rihanna is known for what being an entertainer for singing for giving us a show and that is her strength like that yeah. is what she's being paid for so we're critiquing her strength we don't know about her weakness we don't know you know she's aware of that but oftentimes with ourselves we don't look at the good things that we do we don't look at how amazing we are and what talents that we have and gifts and all those things oftentimes we critique our the worst part of us the things that we think are so bad about ourselves and then we mm-hmm. continue to tear ourselves down from that point yeah. and it's like wow what if we led with how you know great like mid has great at being a host on this podcast at researching at organizing this podcast and you know yet you know sometimes we will you know listen to the podcast and you'll say something like oh i didn't like how i sounded on that and i'm like what you were saying amazing things the content is there the people come back every single time to hear you speak and so I think, you know, that's something that I'm working on trying to lift myself up and, you know, also when I hear others, you know, 
talking down on themselves, try to encourage them in that moment and say, hey, you know, be gentle to yourself and encourage them like, no, you're actually good at that. Like, you're actually amazing. And I hope that you know that, you know, so. Thank yeah. you. I don't know. I When I was looking up this like episode and we had the whole the way we were going to do with healthy relationships, mm-hmm. I was discovering on like how to have a healthy relationship with yourself. And there were, you know, there were these warning signs on like how there were warning signs for, you know, recognize your partner might be unhealthy for you. But there were mm-hmm. also these warning signs and recognize how you might not have a healthy relationship with yourself. And I was going through these warning signs and I'm like, hold on, this sticks, this sticks. Like, yes, I participated <laughs> in like, yeah. like hate talk, like self-hate talk. I participate in all of that. Like I participate in like saying no to myself or saying yes to everybody and saying no to myself. Like... I was just realizing like I really have an unhealthy relationship with myself because there were like 15 checklists and I crossed at least 13 of them and I'm like I need to really work. I need to do that checklist. I'll send you the checklist but there was like this one indicator where you know we have this inability to like say no and I I feel like your our lack of like self-respect is like Mm. a flashing indicator of that you know like why why should like they treat you more favorably or like I feel I have to apologize for say like saying sorry for who I am or what I want like all the time and it's it's that social convention swimming against like the current of can be art which is like oh I don't want to upset someone I don't want to like displease is that a word like yeah basically yeah I, I don't want to do that I want to make sure I please them all the time and I make sure I'm in the good book so I'm just gonna say yes to everything that they want me to do and that's unhealthy because you're putting someone else before like you put yourself so it's like why do someone else have like more favor in your life than you have for yourself like it sounds absurd and I feel like the living a remarkable life like in all the books that I've read so far and like the memoirs it's having the ability to say no to things that make you feel bad and I feel Mm. after all being happy isn't just about taking on more but also about knowing when to say no and I guess now I'm learning how to say no because you don't know how people will perceive certain things so even in that case like I I also has to like why can't I just say a normal no you know but I have to find some polite way or polite, like, turn around, a sweet way to say a no to somebody. Or and find this elaborate excuse. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. There were, like, so many times where, like, I have said, oh, I'm sick. I can't really be there. But I wasn't sick. I just didn't want to be there. Like, but I can't just shamelessly say that, you know, because I feel guilty in terms of saying that, hey, I'm just going to take this time for, like, solitude. Like, I really need this for myself. I. But then I really have to put out an excuse where... I don't seem like I don't want to be with them, you know? And th- that is, like, one of the things where I realized, like, I my inability to say no is actually, like, putting myself down. And th- that's, like, one of the things that always comes back to me. Right, because if you don't have the ability to say no, when it comes to relationships, those boundaries are completely lost. Mm-hmm. And then what you said about how you don't want to displease anyone... Well, if you sometimes in my mind, it's like I've said yes to this person every single time. And right now I, I want to say no. And then sometimes you've said no. And then that person is upset now. They're like, but how come you were able to do it last time? And I think that's why we have that constant cycle of this behaviors, because everyone else has the expectation that everyone is going to say yes to them. Yeah. And we have this expectation that we need to say yes to everyone. Yeah. So 
we're all just screwed up in certain ways that we need to learn to not just be able to say no, but also to accept other people's no's. And that that may be some listeners on here. Maybe you've never you don't like to hear the word no. Mm-hmm. It it you have to be in order to have a healthy relationship, you have to both use the word no and accept the word no. Yeah. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. very, very So true. after talking about everything um to do with relationships with our friends, our family, our coworkers, or just anyone in between, but most importantly, ourselves. What are some resources here on campus that we can utilize, or even outside of campus, um, for anyone listening that they can, you know, find the help that they need if they're if they or someone they know is dealing with um, any of the uh, domestic violence or uh, toxic relationships we spoke about earlier. Yes, so IUPUI, our university, offers like a confidential advocacy services to all survivors of dating, interpersonal, domestic violence, stalking, sexual assault, and more. To make an appointment, it's basically CAPS, uh, which helps us counseling and uh, psychological uh, services in Walker Plaza 220. And I also drop their email ID as well as their phone number in the description or episode description. But they have a lot more like resources as well as education and training around these topics and the office of uh, office of wellness health and wellness they do a lot of events around healthy relationships and education as well as awareness around them i would highly encourage you to follow them on their social media it's iupi wellness on instagram and also some of the external resources like outside of iupui um coburn place in in downtown indy the coburn place provides a sympathetic support and secure housing options to survivors of domestic violence and their children they shed a light on a course of action that would revive hope and advanced healing so they essentially provide transitional housing so what that means is you can a domestic violence survivor if they are having troubles with financial or uh, housing support that they need they can apply to coburn place to have a apply for a spot to live there and i think there is a six month wait list to get in but uh, as long as they provide you support they give you a house mm-hmm. where you can live and provide for you as well as your children if you have any but that, that that's one of the resources the other one is also julian center which also provides domestic violence support awareness and any amount of legal um, advice for the survivors but i'll have all the information like contact information as well as websites in our episode below so you can check them out okay Thank you for listening to today's episode uh, about healthy relationships. We're excited to continue on this journey with our Hash It Out podcast this semester. So feel free to uh, communicate with us on social media. Let us know your input on this topic or any future topics that you'd like to discuss. Have a great day. Bye.